Now, I want you, yet remember yesterday, that's why I played that song again. He said, uh, we said, we said to him, rain on us. And he started talking to us about the latter rains form. So this morning, before I get into this message, I want you again to say rain on me. Okay, here we go. Rain on me. <laughs> rain on me. Rain on me. Thank you. 
brothers and sisters. Now, we have the Holy Ghost. We have the Spirit of God indwelling us. So God wanted to remind me of that. So he gave me 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Now look. The people at the power grid and the people of Texas obviously were not prepared for what's happening. So the power grid had to be do whatever they had to do in order for it to remain standing. But the people suffered. I want you, what, what, wherever you are, Whatever direction Texas is, from where you are, from up on this mountain here, I believe it's, um, we know it's west from where I am. I don't know what direction it's in from where you are, but try to figure it out. I want you to take your right hand of power. Now, if you're in Texas, I want if you in Texas, I want you to stand up and extend your arms out and up. If you in Texas, I need you to stand up, extend your arms out, like a, you know, like like airplane out, and then up to God. And I want you to send Holy Ghost power to that grid power reservoir distributor I don't know what it is but it needs power you got power right now wherever you are I want you to send power to the power plant in Texas I want you to send Holy Ghost power to fire that thing up. Get it back up. The people need heat. I want you, with the power of the Holy Ghost in you, to send power to the water reservoir and command them to be clean, filtrated, and produce good water. And you and we want the PSI pressure to go to normal. And I want you to be in agreement with me that this will happen and that this will happen now. We don't have time to wait for no months and no Weeks and no days. We need God to move now. And you got the power. I don't want to mess nothing up. I don't want to cut nothing off. I want you to send that power right now. Send it. Come on, send it. Send the power. Yes. 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 Yes.
when it was time to get up just about a little bit before. And uh, that's when the Holy Spirit said, um, the Lord said, I am God. Erica, there's none like me. And then he said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. I said, okay. He said, that's what you are. He said, remember, Erica, I had a purpose for allowing Joseph to suffer. He said, now remember, I'm talking about a, a, a chosen generation, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. He said, I had a purpose for allowing Joseph to suffer. He said, ask the people this morning, how do they think that they would have responded if I had their family despise them so much that they sold them to a slave trader? He said, ask the people how would they have felt if their boss, whom they had faithfully served with impeccable integrity, was quick to believe a lie about them and subsequently have them thrown in jail. Ask the people how would they have reacted if a close comrade, a confidant, broke a promise and as a result they had to spend several years in confinement. He said, well, Joseph did, Erica. And for those of you that want to read the full account of it, it's in Genesis, read chapter 37 through 50. In, in Genesis 37 through 50, it gives you a full account of Joseph's suffering. There's something I want you to understand. Post this in the chat room this morning. God had a purpose for allowing Joseph to suffer. God had a purpose for allowing Joseph to suffer. Can I get about eight people? God had a purpose for allowing Joseph to suffer. God had a purpose for allowing Joseph to suffer. By Joseph's own testimony, Joseph's suffering was physical, mental, psychological, and emotional. And they all caused Joseph pain. But you see, pain had been allowed by God to Joseph so that Joseph could be able to fulfill God's plan. And God's plan, as he was speaking to me, was for Joseph to save many lives. But as for you, Joseph's brothers who had sold him into slavery, Joseph said, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day. Write this in the chat room, seven people, to save much people alive. God had a plan for Joseph's life. And the plan was for Joseph to save much people alive. That's Genesis 50 and 20. 
This is what you got to get. Joseph, as an act of his own will, was going to be, was going to have to, I guess, reject bitterness and choose to forgive. And Joseph was going to be called by God to respond to suffering with faith, meekness, and humility. Joseph was going to be as called as an enactment of his own will to respond to suffering. Why? Because God was molding and shaping a leader for himself. And that leader would not only end up saving his betrayers, I said that leader was not only going to end up saying the, saving the lives of his betrayers, but Joseph was going to have to fully forgive them. And God was going to use Joseph to provide abundantly for their needs. This is the promise, brothers and sisters, when a man or a woman chooses as an act of their own will to reject the empty revenge of bitterness and instead to embrace embrace the benefit of suffering. About that time I start thinking, well, why God did you allow those bad things to happen to Joseph? And I was thinking, I wonder if I asked Joseph why God allowed him to be sold into slavery by his own brother, to be torn from his family and his home, to be falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, to 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 be rejected by the very person that he had been loyal and devoted to. How do you think you might answer that? You. Peculiar people. Chosen generation. A royal priesthood. You see, God was molding and shaping and building himself a leader. God was enabling Joseph to overcome a prideful attitude and learn humility. God was teaching Joseph how to serve. God was training Joseph what it takes to be faithful. God was building and shaping and making and molding himself a leader. That he was testing in moral purity. God was preparing Joseph to comfort others. God was preparing Joseph to lead his brothers and his whole clan to repentance. God was teaching him how to be patient. God was enabling him to see as he sees so that he could accomplish his purposes and fulfill his own promises. God, that is. God was teaching Joseph how jealousy can cause suffering destruction, and pain. I'm talking about a chosen generation. I'm talking about a royal priesthood. 
I'm talking about a holy nation. I'm talking about a peculiar people. God was training and preparing Joseph how to save many lives. You see, it was God's plan all along to allow Joseph to experience and know the difference between when his blessing and his own favor of his own God was upon him. God was preparing Joseph so that God could place him, place Joseph in the right posture at the right time to tell Pharaoh of God's own power. Brothers and sisters, you have to make a choice in your life. You have to choose to trust God. You have to choose. You have to declare your position in God. And it takes God himself to shape you and mold you and groom you and prepare you even as it took Joseph. You see, you have to suffer. You're going to suffer. But you're not going to suffer and you're not supposed to suffer as if it's a strange occurrence in your life. But you're supposed to suffer and understand and take it as a sign of God's work being done in your life. Because the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. The Bible says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You see, brothers and sisters, Joseph. One day returned into Egypt. Only this time, it was to bury his father. And after he had buried his father, and the same brothers that threw him in the pit saw that their father was dead, they said again, Joseph will hate us. And Joseph will Requite us all the evil that we did unto him. They sent a message unto Joseph saying, your father did command before he died saying, so shall you say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sins. For they did it unto thee evil. Now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. The Bible says, and Joseph wept. He cried when they spoke into him. It says, and his brothers and his sisters, they fell down before Joseph's face and said, just like the dream that God had given him many, 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 many decades before. Behold, we be your servants, Joseph. Joseph, at that point, could have done anything he wanted to with his brothers. 
Joseph said, fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. I got a word for you from God this morning. God says, I am God. There is none like me. I can work through your suffering to accomplish my purpose in your life. I am the Lord thy God. There is none like me. You see, ultimately, God is in control. God allows the good and the bad things in life. But glory be to God. We can trust him. We can trust his ability to work all things together for good in the lives of those who love him. Remember, there was a wealthy, peaceful man named Job. God said, there's none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and forsakes evil. The Bible says that Satan wanted to test Job's faith, and he asked God to let him bring tragedy into Job's life. Satan taunted God. Trust all that he has, God, and he will curse you to your face. God gave Satan permission to bring trouble into Job's life. In one day, in a single day, Job got news his oxen, his donkeys, his camels were all stolen. Many of his servants were killed. His sheep, his shepherds, burned up in a fire. And his ten children killed in a storm. Job could have become bitter towards the thieves and God for allowing the fire and the storm to ravage his family. Instead, he tore his mantle. He shaved his head. He fell down upon the ground and said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. And the Lord, brothers and sisters, he said, the Lord gave, and the Lord takes away. But you know what he said? He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. To add to that, he was covered with sores. Even his wife said, curse God and die. What did Job say? You speak like one of the foolish women. What shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? Job and several of his friends had a long discussion as to why those bad things happened. And in the end, God himself spoke to Job. God himself gave Job a a glimpse of his wonderful wisdom and character. Job had to realize that his life was very small that his life was a very small part of something bigger and something grander than he had ever imagined. And Job stopped. Job stopped questioning God's 
trustworthiness. And you know the rest of the story. It concluded with the restoration of his health, the restoration of his wealth, and the birth of ten more children. The Bible says the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. The story of Job is bringing you comfort this morning. The story of Job showcases God's faithfulness and God's ability to glorify himself through times of testing. Brothers and sisters, I challenge you this morning. I challenge you this morning to discern God's ultimate intentions I challenge you this morning to say along with Job post this from Job 13:15 though he slay me yet will I trust in him though he slay me yet Will I trust in him? Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Joseph could have become bitter because of what his own brothers had done to him. Instead, he worked diligently. Joseph grew in wisdom and Write this word, responsibility. Joseph grew in wisdom and responsibility. God had a plan. God had a plan. Joseph became second in command of Pharaoh. Joseph coordinated the effort to sustain the nation. You see, Joseph learned to see his enemies who had evil intentions. Joseph learned to see them as instruments in the hand of God. Hallelujah! Instrument in the hand of God. Not only did Egypt and other nations benefit from Joseph's life, but his own family did as well. Did you hear what I said? His family was reunited. You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good for his mercy endure forever and ever and ever. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Psalm 30 and 4. Give thanks in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
This doesn't mean we're to be thankful when a young mother dies of cancer. But it means to give thanks, brothers and sisters, in all things. We're not to give God thanks for evil, but we are to thank God in the midst of all the things. Brothers and sisters, this morning, this morning, you see, Job said, in the end of it all, he said, I used to know you by the hearing of the ear, but now I know you for myself. I know you for myself. God is saying, and want you to understand that he and he alone is God. There's none like him and he is able to use every situation and every circumstance for good in your life. For I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my console shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Isaiah 46, 9 to 11. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials. Pass them. I'm God. There's none like me. Pass your test. Go on. In the name of Jesus, God is saying, it is to save much people alive. God is saying, you're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen generation. Woo! A holy nation. A peculiar people. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises out of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people but are now, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Yay! Yay, God! Thank you. Thank you. God said, I purposed it. I will also do it. I'm not a man that I should lie. I'm not the son of man that I should repent. I am God. And there is none like me. Question yourself. Don't question God. He shall bring it to pass. You're waiting on me. 